I woke with a start. I'd been dreaming. Deep within some nightmarish landscape I only half remembered. Vague shapes and ideas filtered out of my head as I tried to focus on where I was. Still trapped in the larder. I was lightheaded. The room felt claustrophobic and the air was thin. The whole room smelt stale. There was a trace of light coming from beneath the door. Maybe it was dawn. That could mean I'd been in there for six, maybe eight hours. I hadn't remembered going to sleep, or much at all, really, after finishing my recording. There hadn't been any noise before I'd drifted off. But someone had knocked on the door. They had knocked for me. I was tentative about making any noise myself. Not sure whether I should knock back or say hello. Who could it have been? Elias Brazel? The woman from the bar? Or could it have been one of the hands that I had seen reaching through the splintered doorway? One of the hands that had consumed those I had been with? The hands that I had thought had been coming after me? If Elias and the woman had gone, then it was only whoever had claimed them that could have seen me go in here. But I couldn't stay in here forever. Eventually, I would have to leave before either my curiosity grew too much or the air grew too thin. I could feel my heart thumping. The urgency and adrenaline I had felt when running in here had exhausted me. My muscles ached. There was a dull pain in my chest, but my body didn't seem to care much about those now. The adrenaline was coming back. Someone had knocked on the door. It was time to go. I remembered leaving my gun upstairs, and so, on looking around the larder, I grabbed the heaviest looking object I could find. It was half a wooden shelf, which I broke off one of my barricades ensuring it had a nice, sharp edge I could thrust into any extraterrestrials that tried to grab me. Or, for that matter, any humans from the town. I didn't think much at the time as to where I would go once I got out. I know that the most sensible thing to do would be to get out of Stonefall altogether. I never stood much chance at that. With my makeshift weapon gripped in my hand, I quietly cleared the barricades. In no time at all, I was standing before the door, my hand poised above the lock. This was it then. Death or truth. The last thing I expected to find when I opened the door was stillness. There was no one there. And there was a strange feeling an almost oppressive, palpable silence. A silence I could hear. It was dawn, I'd been right about that. I was below ground level here, and so the light had to be streaming in through the broken doorway. I cautiously made my way back the way I had run. I could still see the broken wood strewn across the floor. 
The light was a pale orange, and it grew thick and heavy at the staircase. I could see dust floating in the air. That seemed to be the only thing moving here. With every step I took, I was careful to listen for the sound of anyone else, anyone stepping out from wherever they'd chosen to conceal themselves. But there were no sounds. It made me think of the stories that had emerged after the bomb was dropped. Everything in its radius turned to dust, turned still. People, birds, insects, a wasteland, petrified. My father had said to me once that he would have liked to have walked through those places. I hated him for saying that. Not just because it had seemed callous or insensitive, but because of how much it had scared me. The thought that humans could have so much power over each other, that the scales were tipped so firmly in the balance of some. Now, climbing the stairs, I felt that same fear. It had occurred to me that the terror I had felt in my own childhood my own fear of the bomb and of death, of complete obliteration, had never gone away. It had slept restlessly within me. I had learned to rationalize in the Air Force to find ways of coping with it. Perhaps it was that fear that had driven me to join the Air Force in the first place. But now, my training was struggling to kick in, and the fear I felt was almost overwhelming. I swallowed my nerves and felt my skin prick with terror as I finished climbing the stairs and emerged into the dining room. Had something happened in the town overnight that had created this feeling? Is this the fear that Johnny and Martha had experienced when they were supposedly delivered to the extraterrestrials by Elias and the Sheriff? The fear of not just the unknown, the incomprehensible? And was it really better that Johnny and Martha feel that fear than face whatever it was that awaited them in the town's conditioning? Elias Brazel had certainly believed so, and with such confidence that he had put his faith and the lives of those two children in the hands of something he couldn't possibly have understood. I looked out across the abandoned dining hall and wondered. Now I knew things. I had information. Did that same conditioning now await me? And it was in that moment, with that thought, that my fear and adrenaline coalesced. I became almost frantic in my search of the house. I searched the lower and upper floor and went through the woman from the bar's files, which were still scattered across the table. They were mostly reports that I had seen, but there was some documentation that seemed to be from Stonefall itself that I hadn't been sent. I stuffed it in my pocket and reclaimed my gun. There was also a heavy dossier buried beneath those loose sheets, about a thousand pages, some kind of report on unidentified flying objects. I had no way of taking it with me and no intention of sitting to read it, so I stowed it in a drawer, planning to return for it later. And then I stepped outside. 
There was no breeze that day. The sun rose over the town below, over the cranberry farms, and over the stillness. There were still no insects, no birds, no sounds at all. But as I looked over that horizon, I had never been more grateful to be alive. And I had never been filled with such a sense of purpose as I felt in that moment. I had been trapped. I had been lied to and manipulated by the sheriff. I had been told a story by Elias Brazel that I still could not process. Johnny was still missing. Martha was still in the hands of the people in that town. But in amongst all of my questions, I knew something with absolute certainty. The remit I had been given by the Air Force was irrelevant now. I was no longer just investigating lights in the sky, and I didn't want to suppress any truths that I would find. I made the decision, looking out over Stonefall, that the intentions of Project Blue Book and the US Air Force were truly at odds with my own. I had no desire to be a part of it anymore. I was on my own now. And I was going to find the answers that others were so desperate to keep from me. I wish to God I could go back and change my mind. This is a personal and private recording by an ex-member of the U.S. Air Force. Code name, Darkwater. Case file one, designated, Stonefall. Stonefall was created and written by James Mortimer. It is read and co-developed by Rebecca Malewish. Music by Kevin McLeod at incompetechfilmmusic.io. Licensed under Creative Commons. Please see the description for a full list of tracks used. Stonefall is released on the 1st and 15th of every month. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stonefall Drama. <laughs>